The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast, guys. It's your host Seth here, and I've got Swoosh and Ben as always. Hello. Or maybe Swoosh is a murloc this time, I'm not sure. Uh, right, so, but I might be able to return Swish to the podcast instead of the Murloc, because I've got some interesting news you might be interested in. Go on. So, it relates to Mandalorian Season 3. Yes. Christopher Lloyd has been cast. I'm already in, but do go on. We don't know who he's playing yet, it's just been recently announced, oh. but... Christopher Lloyd's going to be in The Mandalorian Season 3 and I know you're a big fan of Christopher Lloyd yes I, all I can hope is he flies by the DeLorean just, just to make my year <laughs> no I'm, I'm keen I want to see what they do with Christopher Lloyd and I want to see him in that universe or any universe I love that man but yes no keen very, very keen come on doc like I said <laughs> this is going to be fun um yeah, so that's 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 a, a, a nice, easy breezy, lighting light start. Do we want do we want to get into the weird thing that we're only going to talk a little bit about? What weird doesn't Christopher Lloyd news? What Swoosh has news? I never have news. Never never trust me. Well, I mean, like it's the thing that's been doing the rounds recently because it's been well, obviously, very recently come out that there's a section in the new Harry Potter game, the Hogwarts Legacy series uh, yes. uh, game that has you suppressing a goblin rebellion now <laughs> if you don't really know the goblins in the past setting for for the harry potter universe were essentially a slave race so you're helping put down a slave rebellion yeah like i get that the game is based in the 1800s and everything but that that kind of interesting there's no way to really do that and come out on top right well the problem is like, a lot of people thought this game was going to be uh, a lot more safe from all the weird stuff. Like, we're not even going to get into the J.K. Rowling stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff to unpack there, and I am not qualified yeah, to deal with it at all. we'll leave her in her corner of Twitter to ramble at no one. 100%. But the studio who was making this game was really vocal of being like, we're not dealing with her, mm. we're not associated with all that BS. Yeah. But unfortunately, a couple things are a little baked into the universe setting, and... Uh, well, it seems like they made it into the game too, so... Ah, uh, people are a little squiggly about that. Do you, do you blame her for that, or do you blame them? Because clearly someone in that game studio sort of wanted it to be a part of the game. It, well, that's one of those things. They're kind of doomed if they do, doomed if they don't. Because if you avoid these kinds of topics, then it's a matter of, oh, you didn't include this information and people get annoyed. But if you cover it, you're a horrible person for covering it because they've gone you're back to an era that even for you know normal people was not a good time frame like pe people suck we're just going to put that out there they really really do but why would you choose to have it in the 1800s where it's just that's going to be a thing mm. it, it seems odd but i mean this well, is all like, is though it's a make you have a, world, a fantasy setting that could do anything it wanted hmm. You didn't have to go so hard on this side of it, especially when you're playing kids in a school. Yeah. You could have left out the s supporting the suppression of a minority out of it. Yeah. You didn't have to lean into that 
bit of the setting. Pretty much. You could have walked away, but they did And I don't understand decision. the choice. Like, I can see it from both sides. Like, yeah, yes, it's bad, but at the same time, this would not even touch the tip of the iceberg with some of the shit that are in, that's in games out there at the moment. Oh, yeah. There have been some very controversial parts of games in previous things. So. I feel like it's blown up more than it should have purely because of the other controversial stuff that's been around the author. People also have that's a fair. very fuzzy remembrance of um, Harry Potter. To them, it's a nostalgic thing because most of our generation grew up with it through like primary school through to high school and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for them, it's like, no, no, this is my, my favorite thing. It's a safe thing. You can't take this away. Uh, and then J.K. Rowling was like, oh, hold my beer. And off she went. But yeah, like I think people see it through rose-tinted glasses a lot. They don't see its flaws I mean, until they're presented to them, and yeah. it's like, oh, oh, no, I don't like that. You love the people. You love the people that are like, oh, she said all this about you know gender equality, gender equality and all that type of stuff. Yep, never gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna badmouth her to everyone. I'm never gonna spend any money anymore. But mm. I mean, me personally, I'm still gonna watch the fucking movies, and I'm still gonna like the fucking movies. A lot of people do have uh, issues with separating the author from the works. Um, to most people, it's one and the same. If you don't like the author's views, you can't support the writing. And that can get a bit messy because a lot of really awesome book series were written in a time where people sucked. It's like, well, can't really do anything about that. Well, a big part of the problem, though, there, like, you, like I read a lot of science fiction mm. and a lot of science fiction authors had some, let's say, not great views back in the day. Yeah. A lot of those guys aren't alive anymore. So their money. So when I purchase their books or read stuff, it's easy to be like, "Oh, but the person who had the shitty opinion isn't alive." Yeah. When you support Harry Potter right now, J.K. Rowling's still out there, getting money, being kind of a shitty person. That's true. I mean, yeah. At this stage, though, I mean, does she really? She doesn't really need more money. If anything, it's setting up the rest of her family, which I don't, you know, but. Her family are gonna get. Her family are set for generations now, mm. like with the royalties that'll come off this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like the whole Tolkien estate at this point. Like they'll be living off remakes and God knows what else for years and like generations. When their cash pile gets low, they just release another Tolkien thing. They yeah. dig into another random textbook. <laughs> and well, I mean, this Fantastic is the potions Beasts. textbook movie. The new Fantastic Beasts comes out soon, and you know I'm very keen. I'm very keen to see it. Um, I have enjoyed I'm not because the last one was pretty not that great. <laughs> yeah, I liked I mean, the first maybe. one. The second one, yeah. they seem to like want to give Newt a backstage in his own movies. Like, why are you focusing on Dumbledore and his shenanigans? But that's just me. Well, they they came back at you right there, Swoosh, because they're like, you know what, Swoosh, we're gonna make a movie purely on Dumbledore this time. The only reason I will watch that movie is to find out exactly what it is that causes Dumbledore to go from tailored suits to random dressing gowns as his main attire. Swoosh, swoosh. If you had a job in which you could wear random dressing gowns and be considered a masterful wizard, would you not? You make a very good point. Actually, no, he's just working from home. He's like the rest of us. He's just in his pajamas all day. Exactly. He does live at the school, so... It all makes sense now. You just can't be bothered getting into better clothes. Where's the line, right? Like, you're around children all day and you're in your pajamas, um, probably not wearing anything under that cloak. Let's be real, right? Because none of us would. Yeah. Where, where's the line where it's like, 
Okay, this is semi-inappropriate, Mr. Headmaster. <laughs> if I had to guess, it's where you take one of the teens on a solo adventure with you. <laughs> when, when you oh, raise one Harry. of these children to die as a martyr. Poor Harry. Yeah. Harry be taking it. He'd be taking it. That's why he's, That's why they're so lenient with him. I, I still like the idea that the real hero of that story is Neville. Yeah, yeah. He really is. He's Neville's great. Like, we all love Neville. He stands up for he himself. Doesn't. He's one of the few in that movie that actually stand up for themselves. Oh, he does. He's, he destroys at least one of the Horcruxes. Yeah, yeah. He organizes the rebellion when Harry faffs off in a tent for God knows how long. He pretty much holds the place together until Harry gets back to die and then not die and whatever, man. Like the, I'm not even going to get into the last books in that franchise because <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan. They're not good. Hashtag Neville's the Prime Minister. Franchise. Do it. Yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, well, so Keith would be gutted that we're talking about this topic while she's uh, not here. Well, that's probably why. Otherwise, we'd just have a whole pile of screaming down the mic. There'd be the sound of angry bees in the background of Ben's mic constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Will the bees well, make a return shift off? Well, Maybe. We'll see when we get to the Super Fight segment. Well, how about we move off one movie franchise and onto another movie me and Swish saw this uh, in the past week, which was Turning Red. Yes, the new Pixar? I think it's Pixar. It's, Disney, I think, might have dumped the money into yeah. it. I mean, they're using Pixar just as an animation studio for whatever weird shit they're working Pretty on. Pretty much. I, I enjoyed the movie. It did take some time for it to grow on me. Um, the animation was always great, and as an animator, I cried mostly. So it's, it, it's so, so nice. Uh, my main concern, and I couldn't quite get it out of my head, was it felt like an old man trying to be young and hip and i don't know how that got in my head but it was really early in I'm like this this feels like disney has gotten old like no no wait we speak youth we'll, we'll do the things tiktoks yay i'm like guys what why what so i look at this right because i haven't seen it yet, but i look at this and i'm mm. like what what is the difference between this and Kung Fu Panda, right? Uh, Kung Fu Panda had a lot more humor to it. Right. Okay. Good. This is this is trying to target in. Uh, like I I saw it. I actually didn't mind the movie. The start was a little, definitely a little shaky, but it definitely does grow on mm. you. It's kind of dialing into that. Um, it's a coming of age movie. Disney. Yeah, but like the the specific area it's dialing into is that sort of like. Disney Channel awkward teen type setup. Yeah. It never goes too far in one way or the other, and and for a little bit it's like maybe they're talking about maybe the whole movie is just going to be a period joke, but it's not. It actually does handle that quite well, yeah. um, and all the 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 main set of female leads, uh, they're they're actually reasonably different. I actually like that they showed a little diversity and just have cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. They could have easily done that, but yeah, I did like the the friends' different personalities. I think they meshed pretty well. There were two that were definitely polar opposites of each other. Like one's really you know reserved and kind of mopey, and the other one's just hyperactive. Like I, these are both my spirit animal currently. They also kind of feel like people I know. Yeah, like I I have those people who are like you're down to earth, you're fucking energy will you balance each other out in a room yeah so it you know they feel like real kind of an actual group but then they start getting into like the the there's a 
it's what is it four town I think it's the boys group yeah the um, despite the fact that it's it has five members why is it called four town I mean, no, they bring so that up much. and they never answer the question but they do the the fangirl crushy thing yeah. where they're like ah the boy band um, and they just really want to go and that kind of sets off all the main thrust of the fucking movie mm. And that stuff was sort of like, eh. But generally when they were having fun playing with the panda powers and actually getting into the lore of that sort of stuff, it actually worked pretty well as a movie. I certainly didn't see the, the out of left field stuff right at the end with the mom. Yeah. That was like, oh, that was, that's, that's a bit bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, but at the same time, that, that was yeah. really fun. It was like, okay yeah it was it was great it it absolutely dialed into that perfect spot and I really loved it it was the the movie's good oh yeah no it's I definitely it's a just, great movie it's just one of those things where my head got into a space where it's like this just feels like Disney trying to like appeal to the young peoples and there were parts where it just felt really evident to me and you know granted they need a new audience that's what they always do it's always turning it a- over is it a happy panda or is it an angry panda? Pokemon lost us. The the character kid like the character. Okay, so the basic gist is when the character gets emotional, they turn into the giant red panda. Mm. So this sort of so, all right. So this basically is reflective of a woman's hormones through pu- going through puberty. That's you can like yes, it is. People have made that parallel, yes, but it's not the full yeah. focus of the movie. Yeah, or maybe it's how Keith turns into when she gets hungry. And. I don't know. Possibly. She, she does eat a lot. Maybe. <laughs> she does turn red. Should we rename her Red Panda? <laughs> Keith Red Panda. So, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that yet. I, From what you've said, I probably won't watch it. Let's be real. Oh, it's definitely worth it. It's a not watch. your kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, no. Unless this panda, like, she turns into a panda and then slaughters her whole village, I'm not really keen on it. Yeah, we know you like the blood and guts. Yeah, no, that, that's the director's cut. can watch animated things. <laughs> that's the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was like, pretty It's fun. a good kids movie. People should probably check it out. It, it If you like animation, you're going to love it. It, I mean, come on, the thing looks fuzzy as fuck. I'd want to give it a hug. It's one of those things that Pixar does really well where they keep improving animation tech like um with this one it's you know, the, the fur was realistic motion and everything was pretty good uh and in previous ones like do you remember like monsters inc the original monsters inc they had to mm, create yeah. an entirely new software to model fur on sully's body like they built that and then they sold that like it made them some money because yeah they couldn't get it moving to work. fur yeah like actual the, moving the fur, fur done yeah. properly and then in The Incredibles, they had to fix uh, Violet, the daughter, her hair. Because they hadn't done long, straight hair in any movie previously that wasn't just a solid form. And had been slightly animated. It was individual strands. So that's kind of what they do now. they just like, ah, right, we have this engine for making amazing hair and water and all this other stuff. What are we going to do with it? Ah, we'll find something. And then they throw it at a movie and just hope it works. And in this case, it did. Yeah. I think this one they really nail the way people look. Mm. They're still the exaggerated Pixar style, but they have a lot more of that um, sort of like understated personality. Yeah. 
you kind of get a little more of that emotional tone without it having to be like dialed up to 11 so you can see it on this animated character yeah they're not complete caricatures of a character they're, they're dialed back enough but you can they're getting stuff mm. through the movement now not just the face and that kind of thing yeah not to say that they don't use a lot of exaggerated movement oh, things yeah. but I mean it, it just works so when they want to do a more quiet scene it doesn't have to be and for some reason everyone's really gesturing and making wild faces yeah. but no definitely worth a watch I, I can't really you know, go against it it was fun it just had some weird things in my head and I think that was just I got into that mindset very early yeah I, I, I can I can absolutely see how a lot of people started this movie and were like eh I don't think so <laughs> I'm gonna not do that. It is a slow burn, but it does it does grow on you. It definitely does. And I mean, still top of the charts though, right? As of movies that have just come out, is is the new Batman. I haven't watched it yet. I really do need to go see that. I've heard good things. I just yeah, so I actually some I've of the memes me. popping up though is yeah. like everyone's like, oh, it's it's beating the hell out of uh, Avengers. Like, yeah, okay, you can calm down. You guys got to win. Nice for you. <laughs> give it a month but every maybe time. if you yeah maybe if you uh, multiply your your income by like 50 you'll get yeah. to Avengers Endgame but it's one of those things that. where it's, it's like they're like the second they get a, a win it's the we'll beat this into the ground like guys I get you're excited to have a win but maybe hold off until you get a repeat if you keep doing this it looks bad and I say that and as like, a DC got- fan as well as a Marvel fan <laughs> They got a win once when they did the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Pretty much most people were like, yes, good, you figured something out, now do a follow-up. And I am well known as not liking the second one of those movies. 1984, I yeah. am not on board with. That is not a fun movie for me. It was kind and of And I think fun. that's why everyone's uh, looking so hard at, uh, what is it, uh, Black Adam. Yeah because it's a follow-up to Shazam, and Shazam was really fun. Oh, yeah. If they screw up Shazam, I'll be sad. They just need to be able to execute the second movie in a set, and maybe we can get a ball rolling. I mean, sequels are notoriously hard for any like studio, but I think yeah. DC has had a major t- struggle with it. I don't think they've ever had a sequel that did well. They just keep chasing Marvel too hard. Yeah. They're not generating their own thing. They're just sort of... How can we do what Marvel did? Not, we've got our own characters, we've got our own vibe, how about we just roll with fucking that for a while? The weird thing is... Do something interesting. Yeah, like, their animated stuff, well, most of their animated stuff, we don't speak about Injustice, but most of it is pretty pretty damn good. It's really fun. Yeah. It's campy, it's fast-paced, it follows the comic um, storylines, which are always pretty good. Uh, And if they could just put that into live action, it'd be fine. But they keep trying to make every character into Batman. Like, they must be dark and brooding. It's like, no! Superman is meant to be the embodiment of America. Unless America is now dark and brooding, I don't see how that's getting the audience across. Then there's The Flash, who is meant to be a chatterbox. And they just made him quiet and not really talk about things. It's like, guys... You had characters. Use them. Read the source material, please. Mm. Do you ever... Um, like, this has been made for the past 10 minutes now. Do you ever like think of a movie that you wanted to watch or talk about and, and you just can't think of the title? 
I have that constantly. Mostly That's, when anyone yes. ever asks me what movies I like. The second that question is asked, it's like, I, do, I don't think I've ever seen a movie in my life. I've just been scaling Google, um, and I found it just by just searching in Netflix, actually, from my recent watched from, like, a year ago. And it's called The Guilty. The Guilty? The Guilty. And the it's twist Jake is they're Hall. actually innocent. Well, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and he, uh, this was shot during COVID, but they did a really bloody good job about it. It's all about mm. a 911 dispatch operator. Uh, oh, I think a, I heard a, about that one. It's about a call he takes uh, from a girl that's been kidnapped yeah. and whatnot. Um, and, and yeah, the whole movie is about this girl who's been kidnapped, uh, mm. but it's not what it seems to be. So I'm going to leave it at that. But um, definitely mm. definitely worth watching. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd like a... It's sort of a slow-paced movie of just mm. Jake Gyllenhaal sitting in a chair for two hours. But it... Yeah, it's to be fair, so some of the good. best movies I've seen have been really low budget, like one or two people in a room kind of things. It can be done very well. One hundred percent. Like we could go and make a movie like this with the budget they used. No, oh, yeah, but no one wants to see our faces. It, it, it's not great. <laughs> There's a reason we do a podcast. Yeah, you could be the girl on. You could be the girl on the on the voice on the phone. Like I've been told like, a few times, I have a voice for radio. I've also got the face for radio. It works pretty well. What is it? It's face for radio and voice for newspaper. Yeah. But yeah, The Guilty, fun. guys. I, I'd recommend chuck it in there. If you like suspense and you like Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, we all like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, then it's, yeah, it's worth adding that to your list. It'll, it'll, that has to go on my list somewhere, definitely. But like the last time I watched a movie um, based around like a kidnapped person, I no one warned me about the movie. I can't remember what it's called now and to be honest, it is a very disturbing movie. Uh, it's like a young girl I think she's like 15 or something going looking for her friend who went missing after contacting some guy on the internet yeah. and it does not have a happy ending it is it is bad oh. and no one warned me so steered clear of those for a while oh man that's fair what was it called? I cannot remember I think <laughs> I repressed it like it's searching for you know the chick's name like can't re- or something someone is missing it's I, I'll yeah. dig it up yeah. and see if I can find it again but it, like it pops into my head every so often it's like oh oh that that was dark and I have a dark sense of humour but holy hell well, I mean big. another another Jake Gyllenhaal one comes out soon and I have a feeling it's going to be another similar one it's, yeah, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago called Ambulance yeah um, I'm happy yeah, he so has I haven't talked about it but I do know that one that's coming out soon uh, so I'm really keen to see that, and we'll probably break it down. So I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal's movies. Jake Gyllenhaal's been in in a while. Yeah, and he's he's slowly becoming one of my most favorite actors. He's pretty good. Like uh, he plays, yeah, he, he he plays a few different personalities. Sure, they're all the same sort of rugged, um, dark backstory type characters, but mm. he mm. he brings different personalities to it, which is good. No, yeah, true. Uh, what else do we have coming out? Because Ambulance does look like a fun one. We have talked about it previously, but um, is there anything else coming up that might be fun? Well, Halo comes out at the end of the week. True, that will be interesting. I'm. That's going to, like, for me, that will hinge on the effects, I think. Because um, it's not that hard to do the, uh, the Halo storyline. It's very much shoot, shoot, guns, aliens. But I want to see how they go with Chief. Uh, or the Spartans in general to be honest but I'm keen I'm cautiously optimistic I have hope well, the, 
the thing that interests me the most is it's not tied to the game. Yeah. It's its own thing, so they're not dealing with all the the back end canon and all that kind of shit. They actually get to just do their own thing, do something interesting, and hopefully they do. Although a lot of fans are one disappointed that the Cortana's different, mm. despite the fact that it's the character in the TV show is modeled off the voice actor who is the original voice actor for Katana. Yeah. So you actually have a more accurate Katana in this one. I think everyone's just angry they don't get thick booty Katana in their TV show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And people are annoyed that Chief's going to take someone off. I mean, that's fine. There's no... Like, for me, I... I... I get the long-running thing of you never see his face and all that kind of stuff, but come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> all I want yeah, I is a right. Rooster Teeth reference somewhere in the background. I don't care about the rest. If I see the three reds running around, <laughs> I will be happy. Ah, uh, that would be good. Or someone actually. asking for elbow grease and headlight, fl- headlight fluid would be perfect. Oh, and something coming soon, Swoosh. Mm-hmm. I think you know what it is, but you don't know what it is right now. We spoke about it a few weeks ago. It's coming Man, out very soon. I can barely remember what I have for breakfast most days. You'll have to be more specific. Lots of titties. Uh, nah. The, the wheel deck. is spinning, but the hands, like the hamster's dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, below deck down under. Yes, yes. That's coming out soon. Australian drama. So there's a lot more swearing. Hadn't that started? Uh, Maybe. What? Did, did we miss the... The launch date for the trash TV we always watch? Yeah, nah, surely not. Uh, yeah, it started on February 22nd, guys. How did Keith not tell us Oh this? my god, it's there! Holy... Alright, sorry guys, we're ending the podcast here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we out. It is. How am I, the guy who doesn't watch this show, know when it came Holy out and shit. you guys don't? It's there, man. Well, I can imagine if Seth's just been sitting there with, like, anxiety going, they're going to explode at some point. Have they not seen it? Just waiting for the out. weird thing. <gasps> There's three episodes out. No, that's why we didn't do it. We want, we're going to binge it. Four episodes, dude. Episode five comes out tomorrow. So we're binging oh. five episodes. That's going to be fun. Wait. And I thought what? I was sleeping. What streaming platform? Oh, wait. I think I'm on the wrong thing. Hang yeah, on. there's three episodes yeah. out, bro. Three. Yeah, no, sorry. My bad. Yeah. My bad. We'll find it. It's alright, I've already linked you onto the uh, streaming. It's on Hey You, so the streaming service Hey You, man. It's best reality TV, but also for a show that just came out in Australia as well that I do not recommend. It's called The Byron Bays. Oh, God. Ooh. Is oh, that, the, is one that the, the... That's the Jersey Shore of Australia thing? It's the wannabe Jersey Shore of Australia. So it turns oh, out the actors, are paid, yeah. the actors are paid $150 a day, so barely anything. Uh... And they're and no, two they're of them like exposure is how it works. Yeah, and two of them are like, oh, oh, we, we, we had to give up our lives to move to Byron. We, I mean, I moved from the Gold Coast to Byron. We had to give up our whole lives. So then all the comments are like, you could drive an hour and be home for dinner. Yeah, yep. it's Byron fucking Bay. But everyone in Byron's so mad about it because it's not the atmosphere down there. The atmosphere is just so chill and beach vibe. They do not do what this TV show is doing. Well, Byron Bay became a retirement place, essentially. It's, like, it's where people go to hang yeah. out before they die. But it's one of those things that they shipped in the worst possible people they could for the drama. It's what every reality TV show does. Like, oh, I'm going to find these horrible people and just 
force them into a house together and see if they kill each other. Oh, we'll start leaving knives around just in case. Like, like do that in Logan home. Don't do that in Byron. Oh, God. Real Housewives of Logan, I probably <laughs> would actually watch. Um, no, Real Housewives of Ipswich. <laughs> Where you lose a housewife every week. Yeah. It's it's not actually a, a, a show. It's a tournament arc. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> it's real life battle royale. <laughs> Speaking of deaths. Well, I'm waiting to see if the one that you will get a Hunger Games actual thing. Like, eventually we're going to reach that point, right? We'll have Hunger Games for real. <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty keen on that. Now, speaking of deaths, let's get to the topic that we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Our favorite deaths in movies. All right, the thing we were doing. Look, I've got a few. Well, I mean, everyone's got a few. Seth, take it away. I mean, like, because Ben, to, like, sort of get the juices flowing on, like, memorable deaths... Uh, linked just this big list of deaths, and the first one is Hans Gruber from Die Hard. It's like that is a it is a man. I was gonna death. I was gonna hype up that towards the end, man. Now you've got it out there. I know. Fight me. It's just a good it death. Is a great it is death. solidly done. It is a, that is a great. Best it's the best Christmas movie there is. Although I do like number four more. Number f- uh, sorry, number five, which is Russell Franklin. It's uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. That was one of my favorite deaths in a, a horror movie for so long. It's where it sort of grabs his arm, hey, and comes awake out of nowhere, and then just. Which no, no, no this is the uh, it's the one where it just comes out of the tide pool and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the just eats him as, yeah, as he's going, yeah, yeah. as he's making the motivational speech to rally them uh, to keep going. It's munched on by a monster shark. Oh, that was a <laughs> Man, good. I need to I mean, rewatch that movie. There's some more. There's some more ones in there that we all know, like the death of Darth Vader scene and all that. I mean, it's. Mm. I mean, the Raiders of the Lost Ark with the uh, the Nazis being melted. That was a good one. Yeah, man. One of my favorites that's not actually in this list is mm. is Goose's death in Top Gun One. It's been refreshing. So I honestly don't. It's remember. where the the planes in like a flat spin out of nowhere, and Maverick ejects. But as Goose ejects, his head hits the cockpit, oh, so he dies. Yes, and then oh, yeah, basically right. falls into the water and dies. Man, it's uh... Uh, actually there is one that most nerds all hate, which was the uh, you know the leaf on the wind that was Wash. Oh yeah, yeah, Wash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that has on its own spawned some interesting things. Just the you can trigger most uh, fans of um, Firefly with a very simple joke. It's how do Reavers clean their harpoons? They run them through the wash. But <laughs> yeah, you lose friends with that one. It's great, man. All right, now there's a death in here that's going to be quite controversial, of course, and it's been controversial through all the Star Wars fans through all the decades that it's been out. Did Han shoot first? Didn't they actively change it in the remake or the remaster? Yes. Yeah. They did. They tried to make it so he shot second. And like, so now it just muddies the waters. <laughs> yeah. They actively made it so that Greedo pulls and shoots first yeah. to make it seem less like Han's a piece of shit. Despite the fact it makes him seem like a shittier smuggler. Yeah. I mean, he's... Like, he's a smuggler. What do they expect from him? Is this, oh, he's a smuggler. No, no, he's got a heart of gold. Like, sure. But the heart of gold is caked under a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point yeah, of the heart yeah. of gold. You've got to get to it. 
There's just a few, like, there's a few deaths, right, from huge movies, like Lion King, that we'll all remember, like Mufasa. I'm pretty sure that's ingrained Mm -hmm. in our generation, like, at this point. Ingrained? Try fucking scar. (laughs) It's it's like PTSD at a young age, like, yes, you love this lion, isn't he wonderful? He's dead now. (laughs) Nah, it's it's all the follow-up with Simba coming up and nudging him like he's gonna wake up, like, I haven't seen that scene in ages, mm. and I can... Like, it's just unbidden rising oh, no. in my You've mind. You've seen that like that scene. It lives Speaking in your head. And anytime someone says Mufasa, you think of it. Speaking of yeah. Scar, I'll, I'll quiz you with something here. What was Scar's name before he got oh, the Scar? Um, I have heard this. It's uh, Basically, it means garbage in... Um, I can't remember. Swahili, I think. Basically, there was uh, Mufasa, which means king, and then there was, like, garbage. So it was, like, the naming Tucker. The convention, uh, the naming convention for the the lions, like, their father's like, hmm, yes, my firstborn, he shall be king. And that one, that one can go away. That can leave now. Shoo, shoo, you depress me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fun one. I I can see why Scar became a villain. Like, come on, if you, your parents call you garbage, it's like, oh, this is my son, trash heap. Uh, we don't like him. He lives over with the hyenas because he smells weird. I'd be an evil prick too. <laughs> but I mean, it's all... Take an edgy name like Scar. It's better than garbage. Like that's, that's, that's been a thing that I feel only came out recently because I only saw that a few weeks ago and that's the first time I've ever seen it. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. I've seen it previously, yeah. but only in text form things popped up. I've definitely seen it a while ago. Like when some when they um translated what the 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 animals are singing about in the opening song. <laughs> the ocean it's a lion something like, song. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like it's a lion, it's a baby lion or some shit like that. I can't remember it's been it's a, a while. It's a very literal song of it's a baby lion, look at it. It's like okay, yeah fair. I can see why you kept it in the original language. Then you've got deaths that are smaller, but for us pop pop culture fans are absolutely huge like when Bill Murray dies in Zombieland ah that is a good one that is, <laughs> I, 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 love, I just love Bill it's like, like what they say in the movies like, that man has a direct link to my funny bone but although further down in the list there is the uh, the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man death and oh that was a good one. <laughs> oh god the bees are back not the bees like, that entire movie is just nonsense, and I loved every second of it. Or the Albus Dumbledore falling scene from the Half-Blood Prince. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, I mean, he's dead before he falls, isn't he? Yeah. Technically, yeah, hey. He's been hit with the killing curse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he blinks in the movie on the way down. Although, there is uh... a... Um, a movie on this list that I have not thought about in years. It was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, it's the 1987 movie, The Lost Boys. Have you seen that one? No. no I have yes, not. yes, I it have. It is amazing. It's a a family moves to, I'm assuming, I, I think it's uh, Maine or something, but um, they move to this out-of-nowhere town to live with the, their grandfather because their lives have gone to shit. And the eldest brother is basically taken in by a group of vampires who are just, you know, 80s teenagers. <laughs> and hilarity does ensue. Um, it's really fun. And I'm actually surprised and very grateful that no one's tried to remake it. 
it's it's worth a watch. It's very old. It's dated special effects and all that kind of stuff, but weird and fun. I mean, I still like that like a modern band did a complete uh, homage to it with one of their songs. Yeah. That was actually excellently done. It's a song called Darkest Day. No, is it Dark? No, Dark All Day? Crap. Now I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> I don't want to quote them wrong because I really love this band. Um, it's a band called Gunship. They do absolutely amazing stuff. I keep linking their videos to Swoosh and making him cry with how good the animation is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd tell you to stop, but they're fun. Um, I think it's Dark All Day. Yeah, it is. Dark All Day. Mm. It's, it's a song called Dark All Day by Gunship. And it's like most of the clip is just an homage to vampire movies and particularly the Lost Boys. Yeah. I, I remember the Lost Boys watching it as a, a kid because it's one of the first movies we had on DVD. Yeah. Because Dad yeah. loved that movie. Uh, that and Soldier, which I cannot for the life of me find a copy of, which makes me very sad. That was a great sci-fi movie. I think it was Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. Like playing a main character. It was, it was pretty good. That one's a, uh, like, far in the future, space travel exists, all that fun stuff. But a guy is um, raised from childhood to be a soldier and to only kill and follow orders, and he's fought in a lot of wars, all that kind of stuff. And during a training exercise, they think he's dead, so they dump him on a garbage planet. Just dropped. And there's a bunch of people living there, so he just gets taken in, and then horrible things happen <laughs> oh man this thing's got a bad rating <laughs> soldier oh yeah. it, it is a trash movie but it is a fun trash movie like that I would be really okay with a remake of oh man did it burn its budget though Jesus Christ oh, don't, the budget will make you cry for when it was made it's a to... 75 million dollar budget and it only made 14 back yeah, yeah it didn't do well Oh, uh, this thing's a dumpster fire. I'm gonna have to find it and check it's it out. It's an amazing dumpster fire. It's why I can't like find copies of it anymore. I know somewhere my family has it on DVD. I just have to go trawling through Dad's DVD collection to find it. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a dig around on the internet and see if I can find someone who can sell it to we me. We should have a showing for it. it. Just do a Discord showing of Soldier. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> just create a riff track of us going what the fuck I'd be keen to do riff tracks I think we'd have some dumb things to say oh wow so I mean that that brings us into a new new subtopic of the uh, mm. of the podcast which we'll touch on very shortly that I want to bring up with you because um, I think some of the answers may surprise you as as a uh, advertised ad would say oh we're doing clickbait uh, aren't we a okay. little bit of clickbait there but we're at our 40 minute mark which uh, which means you know it's time and, and if we have one regular thing in this podcast, it's going to be our segment of survival. Okay. Oh, I thought it was Alice Switch going to get the fucking freebie this time. <laughs> By going second. That's how. So Swoosh is up first. Let's see what Swoosh gets. Uh, not Swoosh, sorry. Seth is up first. I swear to God. Oh, God. Is, is it, what am I, a sentient bowling ball? Do it. Uh... Uh, Alright, let's just see if the trait's in you better than the card at this point. Just fucking give it to me. So you're the Kardashians? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so no. he's throwing himself off a building, that's all that's happening. And he's inside a giant hamster ball. I could see so them I'm doing survive, that. <laughs> I've got to survive the apocalypse as the Kardashian clan 
inside a giant hamster ball. That's correct. Is it all of them in one hamster ball, or do they each have their own separate hamster ball? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just says inside a giant I feel like it, it says a hamster ball, so it's the whole Kardashian <laughs> clan in a hamster ball of size for them all to fit inside. Which is going to be a lot, because there's an awful lot of plastic in uh, there. <laughs> Are we sure this is just a non-existent card hypothesis? No. Weird thing. Yeah, or this might this be a, a real scenario. I was going to say this could be a new, you know, reality TV show from the Kardashians. For all we know, I know, right? I feel like the whole like they're not going to survive because they're going to like try and be a group and be like, well, we've got to roll this ball out of fucking Brisbane, and then they're going to start. Then one of them's going to like break a heel, and then they're going to get catty with each other. And since they can't storm out a door, they're like. Gotta push the hamster wheel off a bridge or something. They'll all try and storm and in a different in a... direction and just sit there doing going in circles. Well, whoever the heaviest one is, I don't know which one of the Kardashians is the fat one. It's just gonna keep rolling the ball and then realize they have the power and it's just gonna... It, like, imagine, like, fucking Real Housewives, except no one can storm out. <laughs> they're actually just gonna have a fight yeah no you know, they're exactly. gonna catclaw each other and it's gonna be a hamster ball with one Kardashian in it and a bunch of corpses at least you'll find out which is the prime Kardashian like which one survives until the end that's fair <laughs> that's fair so, the, so once yeah, they ripped well, each other apart and you have one Kardashian left with a bunch of chunky salsa at the bottom what do you do? well I'm, like I said I'm gonna assume somehow they're gonna have ended up in the river because I just feel like that's gonna happen so there's going to be one Kardashian bobbing along the Brisbane River with, like, up to, you know... The, I mean, they're going to, like, sit and their ass is just going to let them float. It's so not real. Um, they do have built-in in, flotation in, devices, don't they? In the viscera of the rest of the Kardashian clan. And they're just going to, like, float down into the coast. And hopefully someone's going to pick them up. That's about all I got. I can't think of a better way to do it. Yeah, you're not it's getting the discover the prime Kardashian ones. and then float to safety. Yeah, you're not very, you're not getting very good ones so far. I mean, you had no right one all last right. week. All right, so how do I win this week? Well, <laughs> so you're conjoined twins. All right. Okay. And you're armed with a trident. <laughs> one trident. Okay. Um. To share, yes. One right. trident to right. share. Question. Where am I conjoined? Hmm. I'll let Seth choose that. Should we ask the dice? All right, the all right. dice might know. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll, I'll, I'll bust out a dice and, and hang on. Alright, twen- so yep. 20 would be both hands conjoined. And one would be just the penis. Okay, okay. I have a d6. Okay, okay, here we go. Six will be both hands. Um, one will be just the penis. <laughs> um and you know like a three or something is like standard hip that'll work before he says the answer uh, what, what, what sort of answer are you hoping for here Swoosh uh to be honest I'm gonna say hip okay okay right so since we've just de- determined that six is head and, and one is lower than hip since it's a four, I'm going to say you can join somewhere around the mid-chest. All right, all right, so I'm sharing a liver. Um, well, <laughs> or a lung or something. But, hmm. So I can join twins and I have a trident. Now, first of all, pointy things like a trident are not great in a zombie apocalypse. That's that's not good to hear. Uh, hmm. 
I know what I'll do. Uh, oh, if I can get to the river, I'm going to steal one of the River Queens, one of the big paddle boats on uh, the Brisbane River. They do yeah. like the, the sightseeing. And try and use that to get to like the harbour, just to get out of the, the CBD. You know, you don't want to be in a CBD in a, a zombie apocalypse. There's too many zombies yeah. around. Uh, now, the benefit of this is I am both a captain and a skipper in one. Therefore, bonus. Uh, and after I've probably crashed that into the river walk, just slightly down the river, I will then make my way out of town and promptly be eaten because all I have is a pointy stick. Uh, <laughs> on the plus side, though, I will likely crush the ball carrying the prime Kardashian. That's fair. Mm, I guess that, getting that, revenge for last week, yeah. <laughs> you killed me with bees, I killed you with boat! Look, at the same time he's doing the world a favour, look, the Kardashians don't take over the world because they're always infighting. If you determine who the prime Kardashian is, well, it's Jesus Kanye. Christ, they're just going to run the world. <laughs> Wait, it's clearly Kanye. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and now there's like... So he's no longer a Kardashian and thus he cannot be the prime Kardashian. And now he like lives in the house next to them or something? I don't know drama can you imagine if kanye took the kardashian name and then they got divorced and he could legally keep it that would be hilarious i feel like yes, that would i feel like he regrets not taking it now i mean i don't know he i don't think he'd ever give up his actual name he is far too far up his own ass to ever do that true all right moving yeah, moving on so. to our subtopic that i've just randomly come up with because you spoke about movies that lost money hmm so I want to touch on a few of those and see what you think. Um, there was an Eddie Murphy movie, Adventures of Pluto Nash, that came out in 2002. The minute you said Eddie Murphy, I knew you were going to bring up. <laughs> Controversial opinion, I actually quite like that movie. So it had a production budget of $100 million and it lost $96 million. I can do you one better. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a, a movie called Food Fight? Food oh, fight. fuck, this thing. Oh, oh this, this is that animated trash? Yeah, this is a movie that yeah. had a lot of big-name actors at the time. Uh, it lost hundreds of millions and never made any money back. Like, Google it now if you want. It is messed up. It had Charlie Sheen as the main person. It's all... Of, they tried making Toy Story, but for products. Like, Mr. Mr. Clean's in it as a character, that kind of thing. It was basically an hour-and-a-half-long ad for cereal and cleaning products. And it is as horrible as you think. I watched that movie start to finish. And I've sat through Birdemic multiple times, and I nearly went insane with this. Like, as an animator, it hurt my soul to see how bad okay. it was done. I can give you the, the actual numbers oh. so you, you know what they actually Please are. Please do. So it, ha it had a budget of $65 million. It made 73000 Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And the reason being is so dumb. They thought someone had stolen the entire plot. So they cancelled production and then redid a bunch. Dude, this is some of the actors that were in this movie. Charlie Sheen, Wayne Brady, Hilary Duff, Christopher Lloyd. How do you lose um, money on How that, do you lose money names? with Christopher Lloyd? But then Sausage Party came out, which sounds like exactly the same thing as that, and made multi, multi hundred millions. That's the thing. Um, that was done properly. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
If you include foods having sex, you're doing it right. Yeah. Because we always wonder how do foods reproduce? Definitely. We've all thought I this. I mean, I just go to the <laughs> store and someone's put more food out. <laughs> it's not. Like, it's, just got on, it's, just, it's out the front of the door. It's like, is it your door? No. Is it? Is that required? I mean, so there was uh, so there was one Marvel movie that lost money, right? Can you guess what it is? Um, it's all the Dark World. The Eternals? No. Oh, forgot about the Eternals. So you, no, no, you didn't X. forget, you repressed so, it. was Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, that was a movie. Wait, does yes. that, does that count? That was a Sony one. Can, can we really count that? I mean... That was Sony was it? playing like, with X-Men. If we count that, yeah, we have to count no, Fantastic no. Four. And I am not counting Fantastic no, that, Four. <laughs> that's not part of the MCU stuff. That's that's part of the uh, X Men franchise, Sony's though, right? X Men thing. That's Sony yeah, touching things they should never Marvel. have touched. That's not Marvel. It's like going like with the whole. If we count that, then I'm pretty sure the most recent Fantastic Four beats that. Definitely. I feel like the original. I mean, if the original Fantastic Four enters the MCU, then Chris Evans turns into Captain America that can light on fire. So I'm okay with that. I mean, they did get rid of Captain America. It means he can come back as something else. Um, but, yeah, no, like, the original one, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was kind of yeah. meh. But that most recent one, Jesus Christ. I pretty sure remember they the... made that just to try and keep the license. Yeah, like a desperation attempt. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you got to remember the original one was, like, sort of when special effects started to gain gain momentum. So it was... They were trying to put in as much special effects as they could, but it still looked tacky. Yeah. And the original made solid bank. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 100%. It's one of the prime ones that started the comic book movie craze for a while back then. But do you remember, um, just off, so the most loss uh, reported so far from a movie, do you remember a movie called King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? The one done by... um... The guy who did Snatch and Lockstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie was the director. Guy Ritchie. I, I actually liked parts of that movie, and I've seen an interview with Guy Ritchie after the fact. Um, what happened there was the production house playing with things and not letting Guy Ritchie be Guy Ritchie. Like, yeah. if you bring someone on with that pedigree who makes these these kinds of movies and then put shackles on them you're gonna get a bad movie if you like just mm. mess with it that way why would you do exactly. that exactly so it uh it cost 175 million dollars to make and it lost 150 million jesus i think that's um where does that come saying, from though right yeah everyone keeps saying that covid is causing the death of cinema it's the more the fact that now there is so much money being pumped into a movie at the start. It's like, we're going to make it for a bigger budget and bigger things. Yeah. Where if you flop a movie now, that can make or break someone, especially during the whole COVID outbreak and everything else. But they're also doing dumb things. Like, oh, we have to change it around to appeal to the broader masses. Like, why? You have a dedicated market to this thing already. If you give them the thing they want then they're going to keep watching it and buy into it and do the things you want them to do. If you dumb it down, you're going to piss off the fans and you're going to make it unacceptable for anyone else jumping in because it's been watered down and isn't as good. <laughs> Just like I, read the source material, please. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've seen it, but Ryan Reynolds released something out 
Oh, what was it? 2013, I think. It was called Rest in Peace Department. I love that. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, I loved it. It was so cool. Like, well, I mean, that's probably because we're such a fan of Ryan Reynolds that it doesn't matter what he's in. We just fucking love it. That, that is but, true. Like, yeah. Um, but also, the comic it's based it, off, pretty fun too. It lost $120 million. Really? Yeah. Jeebus. But it's such a good movie. <laughs> yep. Ah. <laughs> uh, I guess I was incorrect. If, if you make it with the fans, apparently they just walk away. But, but I, I mean, you know, it just shows how much taste, like how much trash taste we have. Oh yeah, no, we definitely have trash taste. I've just told people to go and watch Food Fight for God's sake. I should not be trusted. <laughs> like, there's a movie called. No, no, I, that's an abuse of power, there, man. Really shitty movie called Stealth that got released, and it was just about this uh, uh, artificial aircraft. Oh, the, the one that turns invisible and had, um... Did it have Jackie Chan uh, in it? No, 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 no. There's no, it a, had the guy from newer. Rush Hour in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. a bit newer. And um, it lost $100 million, but I'm like, I still watch it to this day because I just find it really enjoyable. Actually... I mean, like, you want to look at trash movies, try looking up anything Rev Brown's been in. Yeah, true. <laughs> Wait, no, we quoted you when you, you, you almost said the exact same thing you said when we were talking about trash movies, and I can't remember what you referenced. I mean, uh, I, mean I love bringing up Red Brown's movies because they're <laughs> terrible, but they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely, like, pinnacle trash. Actually, have you seen um, the Cluedo movie? That's not a bad movie. It's a fun movie. I mean, it has, um... Oh, my brain's just gone dead. Continue on your tangent. I'll sit here and think of a name. <laughs> I mean, like, Red Brown's been in a lot of, of dumb movies, but, like, things like Robot Wars, which is what happens when you mush Transformers... Not Transformers. Uh, uh, Terminator and Predator together, and it's it's absolutely dumb. Uh, he was actually the... Cap he actually played Captain America in the original Captain America movies. Oh, yes. Including the one where he steals a car. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. There's one bit yeah. where he needs to get his motorbike up onto a, onto a fucking bit of, uh, uh, of a castle and just sort of, like, yeets the bike up there. It's really, really dumb. The one I remember him the most for is from a movie called Your Hunter from the Future. Oh, yes. Where he plays a caveman who... I think he commits genocide three times in the movie. He does. It's a great movie. <laughs> There's a bit where he kills a pterodactyl, then uses it to glide into the enemy base so that he can break a dam and drown them all. And it's such a metal scene that the theme song for the movie starts playing while he does yeah. it. His movies are so dumb. He played... There's one movie, I can't remember what it is. This reminds me of Flash Gordon. Um, where he plays a uh, he's playing alongside Lou Ferrigno and Lou Ferrigno's he, he's getting Lou Ferrigno's character to uh, fight in boxing matches but Lou Ferrigno's character is is mentally not all there so he's doing these boxing matches for sub sandwiches <laughs> like he's not getting paid money he's just getting paid sandwiches yeah. it's it's really Red Brown's movies are absolute peak A-grade trash and I love them yeah actually here's one um, I, I know that Seth has seen this one but Ben have you ever are you a fan of um, Bruce Willis by any chance I mean yippee ki motherfucker excellent now does the name Hudson Hawk mean anything to you yes Oh, fuck. yes good <laughs> I'm very happy you've seen that one of my favourite movies just a 
a great safe cracker and thief who keeps time with songs. I just love that movie. It was two years before I was born. Yeah. They even, 1991. You can always find people who love that movie. And same with Rocky Horror by quoting random things in public and just seeing who looks around. Um, one of my favorite things used to be in the middle of Queen Street in Brisbane. Uh, there are two things you used to be able to yell out. One was, Bunny! Bubble! And just see who turns around. There's always someone who looks really excited. Like, oh my god, someone else knows about Hudson Hawk! Yes! And then you made a new friend. And the other was yelling Loctar and waiting for someone else to respond with Loctar Agar. But, yeah. That, not as much anymore since Warcraft has slowly died away. Ah, uh, the old uni days. Oh, if you ever really want to annoy people um, by walking through the CBD, just start humming Galump with the little green frog one day and you will just ruin someone's week. You will never forgive me for doing that to nope. you. No. Nope. <laughs> it was a betrayal. <laughs> right, so we're pretty, we're getting toward the end of our thing for this recording. So I do have a thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Yeah. Uh, which is, I play a lot of, I, I've been playing games for many years, and I play a lot of weird and, and strange stuff. And so one of the most common things you get in video games is, of course, power-ups. So, I wanted to know what power-up from any game you'd want to see come back again. And I do mean, like, something that comes back. So, like, quad damage from Quake has come back in quad damage in Doom. So it's already happened. Mm. Is there anything from some weird esoteric game that you'd like to see come back? Hmm. Um, you know what? Yes, and it's probably not going to be anything that you'd guess, but purely because it was so fucking hilarious. Hookers. Oh, from what? Grand Theft. GTA 3. Yeah. Yeah. They gave you an insane amount of XP. Um, and when you paid them for sex, you could rob them afterwards and you'd get more money back than what you paid them. I remember that. <laughs> and it would also heal you. That was a, was that's a strange sort of, time but, in the, the video game. But I was going to say I was gonna say the red shell, but in more video games than just Mario Kart. Yeah, it never comes back in Mario Kart. It just starts appearing in other games. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, fucking Gran Turismo and then a red shell comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I know, right? Oh, be perfect. I want this. Someone patch that in. Um, honestly, I'm trying to think of any actual power-ups. Uh, my, my brains are made of the goo I had to do a Google, right? And it hasn't given me the best things. Like the Morph Ball from Metroid... Um, See, these are just big ones, and the Morph Ball comes back every Metroid yeah. game. Alright, so, I'll give you the one that I want, and I'm not gonna lie, part of it's just because of what it's named. And it's a power-up from the old game Hexen, called the Morph Ovum. That sounds amazing. I know. Now, Swoosh, what do you think it does? And the title gives everything away. I'm going to say it changes your gender. How do you get that from morph ovum? I don't know, morph and ovum. You turn into an ovary. <laughs> I mean, it is egg-related. What it does is it turns the enemy into a chicken. <laughs> I don't no, think I've ever thought... Because it's a morph, shape-changer, ovum is the, the bit of the egg. Nah. I would have never thought chicken. Nah, 
Never, I would never said chicken there. I'm not gonna lie. I just really want some new game to be out of have me go. Yes, they've got the morph ovum. I don't know why that name just makes me. I happy. mean, that reminds me of just the sheepinator from like the early Ratchet and Clank games. I miss the sheepinator. Yeah, the sheepinator. Well, good. they've got that thing in. Um, I know they've got it in Pokemon Unite now, where one of the champions' abilities is to is to morph you into a, a like a depending on what skin they have, you could either turn into a chicken or a, a bird just to like but it's more it's more of a power down for you power up for them because they morph you and slow you so they can kill you but well mm, pokemon can yeah. turn people into chickens i know right but yeah it's definitely a thing H how League is that Legends, not an attack like in pokemon well, it is, like, it's turn like, into chicken it's... like and then everyone just stops going the fuck's a chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so that's, i guess that's some of mine um what about yeah? So uh, cool. power ups are pretty good, man. I would have never. I I know you even mentioned this before the podcast. Like I'm gonna mention this, and then it never clicked to me. Like maybe I should think about my favorite power up. Well, see, I specifically didn't want you to think about it too much. I really wanted you to be like, there's something that you like gut react think of, because when I asked myself that question, the first thing that came to mind was morpho. Well, I had, to, I had to research it. Hookers was not my first answer. I just thought that would be a good, <laughs> funny one to just chuck in there. I disagree. Hookers was definitely your first answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this uh, leads into our, our final thing for, for this this episode. Uh, we, as, as a group, decided that we were going to go into Humble and we decided to purchase the Stand With The Ukraine bundle. Yeah. Uh, we put our money in on this because we do believe in, in supporting these people and we're going to give away the entire bundle that is 123 items to a listener. Uh, this contest will go for, we're going to say a month? Month, guys? Oh, sounds good. I'll say a month, yeah. So we'll so yeah we'll say end of april i think it's next month isn't mm. it january managing march april yeah april uh we'll we'll announce at the last one in that last podcast in that week we'll announce a winner uh to enter to win 123 things which are games books programs all kinds prints. of good shit and there's some good games in there um like probably top three are satisfactory back for blood and metro exodus they're all excellent, as well as many, many others. You simply need to like, share, and comment your power-up. What power-up do you want to see in games again? Make sure you like the page, guys. Absolutely crucial. Yeah, I, I'm so. more excited for Roar, the adventures of the Rampage Rex. <laughs> but what the fuck is that? I don't know, but it's a game in there, and it looks like a T-Rex just roaring about. So I, I'm, I'm keen. I'm down. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Aurora things. Yeah. It, it's an amazing pack and we look forward to giving to someone um, I mean, it's... this while we supported uh, a worthy cause so, and feel free if you hear about it go over throw a donation in so 100% um, 100% of the proceeds go to Razrom which is a big charity in Ukraine it goes to the International Rescue Committee the International Medical Corps and, and Direct Relief as well so some absolutely huge international uh, charities and yeah. fundraisers um, mm. And already, I don't know if you said it, but 13,600,000 raised already for Ukraine. God damn. That's amazing. And we'll, gamers like to do... We'll make a post for it just to make sure we can link through to Humble as well, because it is a good cause. Spread that around as best you can. Might, might as well. 
This package yeah. has sold 227,000 times. Wait, maybe not. That doesn't maths up. Maybe 227,000 games. Th- uh, the top three people that put in so far, there's like... Oh, yeah. Uh, 10 million, 10 million, 2,500. Yeah. yeah. Not 10 million, 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. Good old Olga and John. 2,500. Olga and John, oh, good on you, man. man. Hey, Chris and Jeff did some work there too. Yeah. Man, if I, like, but surely they look at this, right? And they're like, maybe I should put an extra dollar in there just, just to secure my first place. <laughs> I, I Look, I don't know if there's a a real competitive subreddit for donating. <laughs> there was a competitive subreddit for destroying things with GameStop cre- uh, stocks. There has to be one. <laughs> anyway, that's us for this week. See you next time, guys. Have a good night. Good luck with the competition. Have a good one.